Good evening, fantasy footballers and degents across the world. This is the Championship Formula with your host, Mike Plymo. And sitting to my left tonight is... Hey, everybody, it's Samaji P. Ryan. I wish. I oh. wish it was Samaji P. Ryan. But it's unfortunately, yeah, it's, it's an empty seat. It's lonely and sad over on the left-hand side of the Championship Formula tonight. Yeah, Mr. Wilden, we miss you, man. We do. Get better. Heal up. Yeah, stretch it out. Stretch that back out. Yep. All right, well, sitting across from me tonight is going to be the casual, Mr. Josh Kenny. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. Good. Yes, sir. During Buffalo's 17-year playoff drought, 18 of the other 31 NFL teams played in at least one Super Bowl. That was your what? fact. Get the hell out. No, that's serious. 18 of over half the teams played in the Super Bowl. And Buffalo did when well, Buffalo was busy not even making playoffs. <laughs> that hurts, man. I gotta pick up my own team sometimes. Oh man. Well, I don't fact check any of these facts, by the way. Could, <laughs> yeah, okay. These could honestly be like totally made up bullshit, but it, it sounds real. No, it sounds real. So, yeah, it does sound the, real. The only thing that made me pause was the Patriots spent a lot of time in the Super Bowls. You need eighteen teams. If the Patriots went there yeah. X amount of times, you take Pittsburgh, they went there X amount of times, too. Green Bay. Green Bay. Chicago. Indy. Colts. Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm sure if you total yeah. it all up, yeah, it's, it's probably, probably 18. 18. Half Buffalo's the NFL sad. made it to the Super Bowl. Yep. That's nuts, man. Wow. Oof. I mean, four years in a row, though. It's it, that. Will it ever happen again? I don't think. In today's with, NFL. Okay. Yes, I actually think it will, but you're, it's going to take a player like a Patrick Mahomes where he took a team-friendly deal, just like Tom Brady did to allow right. the team to sign extra free agents so they go to the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes has done it. If I said, hey, he went to the Super Bowl five years in a row, are you going to be shocked? No, that sounds like a reasonable assumption since he took such a friendly deal for yeah, the team. It's tough. I mean, he's, he's obviously, what, he's on two in a row right now? Two in a row. So he's got to get to right. two more. I mean... I anticipate it happening. Simple Absolutely. As that. Yeah. He's that and, good, man. Him and Kelsey back there. He's that good. Yeah. They How old it. is Kelsey now? <laughs> Kelsey is, everybody listening, Kelsey is 39 and don't draft him. <laughs> He's actually going to be 34, I think, midseason. Yeah, don't draft him. The one thing I'm worried about Kelsey more than anything is he shaved. I mean, I'm just saying, Sam. Did he really? He shaved. All he has is his mustache. The power uh, of the stash. He, he, he wants it completely perf- perfect come mm. game one. So game one, it is going to be this quaffed, incredible beard. So don't you worry about that. Don't you worry about that. Unless you're trying to draft him, and then that is definitely going to take him down. That is his undoing. Otherwise. All right. Well, sitting to my right tonight, as always, is going to be the nation, Mr. Vinny Gonzalez. What's going on, guys? I miss Cajun already. Aww. This is going to be a very sad episode. Cajun, I hope you get better, buddy. All those back shots finally caught up, huh? It does feel a little empty without him here. I'll be, I won't lie. It does. Yeah. It does. It's... Like yeah. that side of the room's cut off. Yeah. There's so much less color over there now. There's no weird outfits. There's no top hats. He's there's not no backpacks. Sign languaging to I us. know he's he's fully clothed. Sometimes he's not fully clothed. Yeah. He's playing yeah. with his nipples. I mean, there's always something. <laughs> Even if he's not talking into the mic or his mic is off, he's doing something to keep us entertained. But uh, or distracted quiet. one or the other. Yeah, both. both. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's been a week. Josh, what's been going on? Anything new? Man, no, actually, this we came back from vacation. This weekend, we did nothing. It felt so good. I bet it did. So this coming up weekend, uh, we got a date night planned. So I don't know what we're going to do yet. We okay. just kind of wing it. Oh, I like winging it. Yeah. I like not having that concrete schedule. It's just do whatever you want. Yeah, like we know we're having a date night. We'll just fucking figure it out. I like it. There's nothing wrong with that. No, Vinny, what about you? Nothing wrong with that. Anything been happening? No, honestly, no. I Did you make up for the uh, the garage sale that you missed? Did you have another one this past week? <sighs> no, we were supposed to, and uh, let's just say I stayed up late watching more World Cup soccer. Okay. And playing Call of Duty. You and, just told uh, us something cool off air that you're that you're uh, close to closing in on. What's that? The what? thing, the school thing. The school thing. What school thing? You just did your 30-page essay. Oh, and your... my gosh. I'm so sorry, Damn, man. Damn, you've been working so hard towards that. <laughs> you forgot gosh. about it. Yeah, yeah no, no. I, I finished submitting that 30-page paper for my business degree in Eastern Florida. And let me tell you, I'm relieved. It's done. 
was a pain in the ass, but had to be done. You nice. know, so very cool. Congratulations. Bachelor's coming up, man. I don't know what I'm doing with it, but hey, it's there. Just add it to That's the file. That's always nice to have. Just add it to the file, man. Okay. Just add it to the resume. What about you, Mr. Plyman? What do you got going on? What did you do? What are you going to be doing? I've been doing a lot of landscaping around the house. That sounds horrible, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds miserable. I'm glad that you are, because I would rather not be. It is. Mis- if you take a look at the palm trees out back, they're all, all the branches are gone and everything all cleaned up all cleaned up i'll have to walk back there yeah yeah it's looking good back there okay. <laughs> um the pond's almost ready i've got the filter it's been running for about two weeks it's almost ready for fish you're gonna throw some ducks in there oh god i wish i could catch some ducks and it's a baby duck a baby Name duck and <sighs> like kind of clip its wings a little bit so it can't go anywhere no, can't clip just, their wings it's oh. illegal doesn't matter i mean once you have a duck and you kind of just uh you know keep them as a pet they don't fly away Really? They don't fly away. In fact, I had two ducks, and uh, one of them died. And then Cajun Raider has a huge pond in the back of his house, pretty much a lake, and a dock. And I'm like, hey, do you want a duck? Because, you know, his partner in crime passed away. And and Cajun's like, yeah, sure. So uh, I gave him the duck, and uh, we're pretty sure a gator that that goes into that pond took care of the duck. Oh, shit. That sucks. Did you see that crocodile ate ate a pug? Yes, in, I did. Uh, well, I think that was Miami. Satellite Beach. Satellite Beach? Yeah. What? Oh, that's close to home. Yeah, you can't swim in the river anymore. If those crocodiles are moving up, you know, it used to be like, yeah, Indian River's pretty safe. It was a I crocodile. I will not swim in... It was a crocodile, not an alligator? It, it was, was a, croc. a croc and not an alligator. They've they've been hanging out big time over uh, in the canals and stuff over on Beachside. I, well, I gotta a, be honest. Go I would be a little scared of an alligator, but if I saw a crocodile coming towards me with the wider mouth... I, I would probably just shit myself. I'm assuming it's a Florida crocodile because there's a there are Florida crocodiles. They're, they're, um, uh, yeah, they're American crocs. Right. But they're, they're not like Nile River crocs. But regardless, no. you're right. I mean, they're more aggressive for sure. Yeah. yeah. Listen, the Banana River is brackish water. Okay. I used to go there and tube and everything with my buddies. I look back on it. I'm like, I'm, I'm a fucking moron. One of the most aggressive sharks is in there. Bull sharks. Yep. Okay. Along the banks, there's gators. Absolutely. So you're we're out there tubing in this water, like who gives a shit? Nothing's gonna happen, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm telling you, man, I've been paying attention lately, and, and nature's like fighting back. Like I see way more shark attacks, we see way more alligator accidents. Now you're telling me there's crocodiles in my backyard. Like what's next, man? Is there a Bengal tiger coming out of the Everglades? I, I mean, like you got pythons for sure. I, I mean, we got a shitload of pythons, man. My yeah. TikTok's full of python, uh, pythons. It's python talk. Like guys hmm. getting huge ass pythons, man. Like hunting them. Like these, these guys are, are brave, man. Well, there are certain times a year where it's completely legal to go down there and kill any snake that's yeah. not native. Make it legal all year round, man. There are yeah. so many down there. <laughs> like there's enough to make it legal all year round to yeah. clear it out, and you're still not probably going to clear it out. Too many. You know. Too many. So, not a fan of alligators. Definitely don't want to see a crocodile. Are you a fan of Chris Olave? <laughs> Big fan of Crystal Lava. Okay. You know. Mike's going to lead us right into that, that right now. You're damn right I am. So, guys, what started off as the way too damn early rankings is the right, right on, on time. time. <laughs> right on time rankings. We're almost late. Yeah. Now, these rankings were made a couple weeks ago, but we're going to stick with it and finish it out tonight. And... Um, as Josh just men- mentioned, we are starting off with Chris Olave tonight, our number 11 wide receiver. We have him penciled in for 16.06 points per game. Um, he is just ahead of Amon Ross St. Brown, who finished just outside our top 12 at number 13. I know that's way lower than ADP, but um, there it is, Chris Olave. So I'm going to go ahead and start it off with this. When you're looking for a number one wide receiver, you're looking for a wide receiver that's going to be 25% or more share. Last year, he had 25.6 in his rookie season. Can anyone think of a reason not to put this guy as a true number one over an aging Michael Thomas and a Derek Carr that's willing to throw the ball downfield? Absolutely not. I mean, this is a guy that I'm, I'm reaching for in the second round third round like two two three turn and redrafts okay i think it's a guy that's a bottom end number one only because um for him to kind of break that upper echelon we're gonna have to see him take a really huge leap but rookie season 72 catches thousand yards four touchdowns average about 14 yards of catch yep super solid man score 223 points at standard ppr so for me that's number one stuff going into year two Derek carr will pepper him and um, I think we could see a changing of the guard in terms of those big top seven, eight receivers that have kind of been there consistently for the past two, three years. Okay. I think he can sneak in there now. For sure. I love this guy. If he peppers him with targets um, the same way Devontae Adams, say he's, so, he's Devontae Adams now. 
Let's say he gets 100. What did he have? What did Adams have? 150 targets last no, year? No, 188. He had 100, 188. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I knew it was over 180. Yeah. I didn't know it was. He was extremely inefficient. He only caught 100 of them. But Give Chris Olave 150 targets, and he's easy top six, top eight receiver. Yeah. He has. He definitely has room to jump. I like yeah, Olave. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, we're going to like every receiver we name on this list, but he feels like he has room to jump. Not necessarily. I don't think you're going to like every receiver on that list. No? But I, I, I see the 72 receptions, 1,000 yards. I think, who who did he work with to get those catches and yards? And it was an Andy Dalton show. Mm. And I do consider Derek Carr a substantial jump from Andy Dalton to him. So I, I expect to clear the 100 reception mark. I expect about 1,300 yards. And I expect probably close to seven, eight touchdowns. I expect him to take the leap and get into firm wide receiver one numbers and position. Yeah, fourteenth receiver off the board too. I, so you, you I, I mean, you get you, he, you feel like he could be that Amon Ra jump right. from last year. Like, Why oh, not? he's a little muddy down there, borderline Why number not? one, uh, number two receiver. He, he can make that jump that Amon Ra made. I would rather have Chris Olave than Devontae Adams. So if I'm standing in a redraft league, I don't want Devontae Adams. I would prefer to have Chris Olave. Wow, that's a bold statement right there. It, it's just the nature of the beast in, in, in Oakland, well, in Las Vegas. I, You know, the game they want to play is not the game that Devontae Adams signed up for. It's a different offense they want Absolutely. to run. I think he's going to miss his friend. And, you know, if you miss out on those big seven, the, the Jeffersons, Chases, Hills, Lambs, Cubs, Diggs, you know, A.J. Brown, like, there's nothing wrong with saying, I'm going to make Chris Olave my anchor, my stud number one. I have no problem building Mike, you that good way. with that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially knowing he did everything last year in his first year in the league. Nor- yeah. It used to be the old third-year receiver was the win they were going to have their breakout. But to be 2.42 yards per route, that was seventh among all receivers last year and led all rookies. He was 17th, 17th in the league in targets per game. This guy is a stud. There is no questioning. He was incredible in college. He's going to be incredible in the NFL. So, yes, I think even at number 12, if you can get him as the 12th receiver off the board, you've you got value. Good. You did yeah, good. he did very good. Yep. And right now his ADP slot. is number 14. So it's not. we're not talking him up too high. We're ranking him two spots he ahead sucks. of the rest of the If you're in our league, do not draft him. We hate <laughs> yeah. him. He's probably borderline number three receiver. <laughs> Don't touch Chris Olave. Yeah, I would love to see Chris Olave land on my team. Yep. All right, well, so the next guy up is going to be, uh, this is going to be his third year in the league. He is running beside someone that's faster than him, has more experience than him, and might even put up more points per game. But Jalen Waddle is no slouch. Coming in at 16.13 points per game in our rankings. ADP on Jalen Waddle, they are down, a, actually, they are exactly the same. I thought it was number 12, but they are number 11 with us. So everyone is in agreement, number 11. So I don't know how much value you're going to find at number 11, only because of Tua and his health. Yeah. And I think that's that's where we stop and end with Waddle. The talent is there. All the metrics are there. It's really what do you believe Tua is going to be this year? Is he going to be healthy? Then Waddle is worth at least the 11th pick in the draft. Is Tua not going to be healthy? Then he's probably somewhere in the low teens. It's really up to you to decide. For me, I actually have faith in Tua. I think that McDaniels is a great coach, and he's going to make those plays and draw up those plays to allow Tua to stay a little bit safer and get the ball into the hands of the playmakers. Josh? They don't have a tight end. They don't. Who's their tight end? Smythe? (laughs) <laughs> Come on. It's it's the Waddle and the Tyreek it's the show. Waddle. Yeah. Right? The Waddle. And I'm good with either of those guys. And you're going to pay a little bit higher price for Tyreek. He's a little bit better. But Jalen Waddle, if, if he's – I don't know. Man, I'd rather have Olave as my wide receiver one. For sure. But Waddle is really solid. 18 yards per catch, ton of air yards, bunch of touchdowns. And that was with a banged up, uh, busted up to a – I like I like Jalen Waddle. I'm I got no complaints having him there. Vinny, anything for you? Yeah, for me, this is one of those offenses that can truly support two number ones. And they're like Philly. You can support AJ Brown. You can support Devontae Smith. I think it's the same situation here. I think both guys can get north of 140 targets. I think they will. It probably all boils down to Tua. But hey, listen, when 
Tua was healthy for the majority of the season last year, right? I mean, the majority of it. Majority. If he's healthy for the majority of it, would you take Jalen Waddle's numbers again? You sure would. So the kicker is, if Tua manages to stay healthy all season, which most people are going to bet against, but let's say he does it. Well, we could see a, a crazy year out of both guys. Simple as that. So for me, if you miss out on on the the top four, five, six, seven wideouts, there's nothing wrong. Just like with Olave, building around Waddle as your number one. Okay, I'm I'm gonna ask a trick question, not a trick question, but a real quick question. Um, can anyone? Would anyone like to name who had the highest yards per reception last year? I know, I know. Jalen Waddle caught a lot of deep balls. He did, you know. But for me, it's probably Tyreek Hill. But is it Waddle? I, I mean, he had eight, over eighteen, so he's got to be probably in the top three. Right. At eighteen point one yards per reception, Jalen Waddle led right. the entire league. So it's not that he needs a hundred catches to be extremely useful. No, Guy, look at his stats from the year prior. Absolutely. He was averaging nine yards per catch. He had like thirty less catches, and he still averaged almost the exact same points. Dink and dunk. Because it was, was all dink to, and dunk. Yeah, he was able absolutely. to pick up those big. Uh, we watched a lot of Miami games. We did. I mean, he would go find the open spot in the field. Tua would throw it perfect timing, and he would probably – I bet his yards after the catch were pretty solid too. You know what it is? I think that with McDaniel coming from San Francisco, he always he, – the scheming that they do with trying to get their playmakers open is just incredible because to go from seven yards on dot to 12.7 is incredible. So for me, even when he wasn't with Tua, he still had a solid season – I am absolutely fine ranking Jalen Waddle inside the top twelve. His Who's hit. their backup quarterback this year? It's Mike White. And, and I was oh. going to say, okay, I think I'm be okay fine. with that. Mike White will chuck it, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mike White will sure. chuck it. Yeah, Mike White can throw for 300 right. yards, but those two, no problem. Absolutely, they let Bridgewater walk, and then they still have uh, the other guy, the Joe Boo Harrington. <laughs> Joe Boo, yes, the piano man. The piano man. Um, nah, man. But Mike, yeah, it's going to be Mike White as the backup. I'm perfectly good there. That, that gives me. A little faith. If Tua goes down, I think uh, McDaniel can scheme up tons of shit for Mike White. So I'm I'm good. Okay. All right. So moving right along, the next guy on our list. Oh man, I I'll never forget the draft night. We're all sitting there at oh, the TV. Me being an idiot. And then Josh yells out, "Hey everybody, I'm gonna ruin the surprise. I'm on Twatter, and AJ Brown just got traded, and Mike Frabel storms out of the room." pissed as hell that his best playmaker just got traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. The good thing is nobody heard me, I think, except for you. Except for me. I was listening intently, hanging on every word that you said all night, Josh. And and I remember you looked at me and you said there's big news coming, and obviously (laughs) I own A.J. Brown, and I was just like, really? I'm like, I wonder what what it's going to be, you know? Yep. And my initial reaction, I was like, man, this is cool, man. This is cool. But the initial thought wasn't very cool. Most people said... A.J. Brown going to a Jalen Hurst run-first kind of team with a run quarterback. Not not many people saw this coming. I think you know? I think the other thing is no one knew the connection that him and Hurts had prior to. I don't think that everyone knew that they were best right. friends, uh, that they roomed together uh, when they were younger. So he came in at 19 points per game last year. We only have him projected for 16.46. I'm not sure why. Uh, don't get me wrong. Number 10 is perfectly fine. If you can get him at number 10, you are getting an absolute value because right now he's projected at number 8 across the nation. Fantasy Pros has consensus is number 8 for A.J. Brown. I mean, man, have we seen his ceiling? That's the. I guess that's the only question I have for you. Have we seen his ceiling last right. year at 19 and change? 146 targets, 17 yards per catch, 1,700 air yards, and 11 touchdowns. It's hard to, I'm, it's hard to see a catalyst for another step. Right. Honestly, I agree with you. I think this is just one of those cases of you're drafting what you're going to get. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's no value to be had in the first round. Sometimes that's okay. Yeah. You're drafting exactly what you want. You want something secure because you don't want to lose your league in the first round because you certainly mm-hmm. can do that. You can yeah. you can do that. So AJ Brown is just one of those guys, man. He's a stud, and that that's probably around his ceiling. Maybe he'll get a few more yards. Maybe he'll get a few more catches. Maybe one less touchdown. You know, it'll it'll be pretty similar. I actually think like Philly's a run first team, right? In most people's eyes, that we view them as a running team because the quarterback is primarily a runner. Um, 
I have this feeling they're going to regress. I, I don't think they're going to run the ball as effectively as they did last year. I said that, you know, early in the summer. I just think Philly is, is going to take a step backwards in terms of rushing. I could see a situation where Shaw Penny starts out well, gets hurt. DeAndre Swift has actually really never been a great runner. He's averaged less than four yards a carry, but he's great at catching the ball. Problem is they don't throw to the running backs, right? You got a guy that's undersized in Kenneth Cable. Who does what great? Catches the ball. Again, they don't throw the ball to running backs. So what happens if they don't run the ball as well? Just, you know, putting it out there in the atmosphere. What are they going to do? They're going to throw it a little bit more. So maybe A.J. Brown gets a few more yards. Maybe based on my theory, he gets a few more receptions. But I can't see it being, you know, so so much so it's, it, he goes nuclear. Like Christian McCaffrey style his rookie year and just is so far above the rest of the guys. Yeah. He might go from 19 a game to 20 a game to 21 a game max. You know, I, that's yeah. what I kind of... That's where I'm at with him. Okay, Down. so I'm going to take it a step further, Yeah, actually. So this past year, the Eagles had the fifth easiest schedule coming into the season. That's true, too. Jalen Hurts only averaged 2.2 points per game. This year, they have the seventh most difficult schedule. So if you don't think that they're going to be in closer games and not running away with it in the fourth quarter when they're having to pass and not just trying to run out the clock, I think it is a an easy leap to see they're going to be passing more in the fourth quarter. That's a great point. Actually... I never thought of that. So, you know, this makes me even more happy being an A.J. Brown owner in Dynasty. Yep. Because I, I got a feeling they're going to have to pass more. You know, I look at a lot of teams outside of San Francisco. Who runs the ball year out well every single year, back to back to back? You got Derrick Henry. Okay, that team runs the ball well, right? Year mm-hmm. to year. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got the 49ers. They can always run the ball because they got Kyle Shanahan. But teams don't always continue that great success of running the ball. Yeah. And I just got a feeling with their signings, we're going to see some pullback. And that's a great point. They got a really hard schedule, man. They so, do. It's much more difficult. So for me, I want to. I don't want to say this is a ceiling. I don't want to say this is four. I want to say that A.J. Brown is going to be one of the safest bets in fantasy this year. You're drafting a top 10 receiver, and that's sure as shit what you're going to get. At the end of the season, he's going to be top 10. Does yeah. he finish four? Does he finish nine? I'm not positive. You're probably splitting hairs at that point. But the points per game are going to be legit, and it's something you don't have to worry about. You can draft him with confidence. Yeah. So if he's there at the two, three turns, somewhere in that range where you know you're getting a a locked-in, solid wide receiver every single week, for me, I mean, he feels safer than Cooper Cup. He Does a healthy Dallas Goddard affect this at all? He missed, Smith. He, he's missed several games every single season but he had almost 70 targets last year in 12 games if he does play a full season he's going to be pushing 100 targets does it affect aj brown does it affect Devontae smith does it it affect a little bit of them both Devontae smith's um breakout kind of coincided with dallas goddard missing games so if if there's one guy i'd worry about is Devontae smith if goddard were to be healthy all season A.J. Brown's still going to be the man. He's well, probably going to get 135, well, what you say to me targets. About being like the crystal ball of injuries and shit. Well, <laughs> I kind of got this feeling about Dallas Goddard too, man. I, I wouldn't trust him for a full 17 games. He ain't played one yet. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. So let's let's not break the trend. Or let's not like bet against it. Let's bet on it because I'm pretty sure he's going to miss some games. And when he does, it'll benefit Devontae Smith. I think A.J. Brown is steady Eddie for that offense, man. He's the, he's the engine in the passing game. Yeah. I am going to throw one, one more little tidbit at you. Over the last 15 years, based on number 20 on the top 24 wide receivers, mm-hmm. their best seasons on average have come at age 26. Coincidentally, AJ Brown's 26. 26 years yeah. old this year. So, he is cool. absolutely squarely in his prime. If he is going to have an incredible year, you're pretty much banking on this year to be it. Not saying that last year was, you know, setting the bar and this is what he's going to have to top because almost 90 catches and 1,500 yards with 11 TDs, that those are incredible numbers to try and surpass. But for me, to think 8,500, 1,410 TDs, man, I, I would take that all day in the second round. I'm with you. Oh, for sure. So there you go. Great things out of A.J. Brown. Guys, as a reminder – Mash Hoagies is the official sandwich of the championship formula. Located off of Malabar and Minton, serving lunch and dinner seven no days breakfast. a week. No, I don't think Never. they're serving breakfast. No, he's talked about it, but he just won't do it. I know. I want an egg sub. Yeah. Just scrambled eggs and sausage on the sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, no lettuce and tomato. None. Of, don't get crazy with it. Maybe some cheese. Yeah. But um, they do have lunch specials. Lunch specials. Monday through Friday for the uh, blue-collar worker and the white-collar worker, if you so cho- 
so choose. And it's going to be ten ninety nine for a half sup and a really? cup of super chili. That's yep. a good deal. Don't forget they brew their sweet tea fresh every single day. Loaded with their hands. With their hands. Yeah. Yep. It's uh it, instead of wine, they stomp on the uh, the little tea the bags. Tea leaves. Yeah. Yep. The tea bags out in the back. The <laughs> they do l- <laughs> wash their feet prior to. I saw them usually. Do it. Usually. Yeah. And uh, it's the, the sweet tea is great. It is filled with sugar and happiness, and that's really all you need in life. So uh, stop on by, say hi to Sonny, tell him that you heard about him on the Championship Formula. Alrighty, guys, be right back. And we are back. That break was so much shorter without Mike, I'm going to tell you that right now. He usually needs 15 minutes of tickling his balls and going pee-pee. Yeah, he pees at least 45 seconds straight. Yeah, it's incredible. Yep. (laughs) All right, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now that we're back, we are going to uh, keep going with our list so we can try and get through this tonight. We just talked about A.J. Brown. N- next on our list, at number eight, Vinny, since you haven't looked at the list in a couple weeks, I'm going to ask you. This guy earned a 25% target share last week, but he only caught 60% of his targets, and they were only two drops. So what does that say? Horrible quarterback play, and I do mean horrible. Um incredible separation skills and a knack for making tough catches are you reading wilden's uh, draft notes i am very he nice led all rookies in catches and receiving yards right who is it oh it's a rookie <laughs> for a second i was completely off the mark yep Garrett wilson there you go he actually had five top 12 finishes last year and four of them were in the last seven games all of those were without mr zach wilson behind quarterback so they go from Zach to Aaron Rodgers. Obviously an upgrade, even at Rodgers' 39-year-old season. We have him at number 8. Consensus on him is number 10. Josh, how high are you willing to go on Mr. Garrett Wilson? He's a top 5 receiver for me. Woo! He is going to get targeted more. He's going to get better quality of targets with Aaron Rodgers back there. What was he targeted like 145 times this past season? 147 targets. Yep. He was number six. Um, here's here's the interesting part. He was targeted in the red zone 19 times. He only had five catches in inside the 20. If you look at everybody above him except for DK Metcalf, they had a catch rate of probably 50, 60, 70%. His, what did I say it was? 26%? Yep. 26%. That tells you that whoever was quarterback and was probably throwing it over out of the end zone, he was the closest receiver in the area. So he got, uh, you know, he got the uh, credit for the target, but it wasn't a quality target. Give him, give him some quality red zone targets and end zone targets, like inside the 10. Garrett Wilson can be a top five receiver in this league, and I'm, I'm willing to take him there. Absolutely. At 19.78 points per game is what he averaged last year. We only have him down for 16.63, so I think we're a little light. This guy did this with Garrett Wilson. Or with... Uh, Zach. Zach Wilson. His, not, yeah. Yeah. His brother. His brother. Yeah. They're actually... Yeah, they're stepbrothers. They have the same mom? Mm-hmm. He didn't sleep with her, though, right? No. Nice. No. Good he job. He didn't believe in that. That's where he drew the line. <laughs> That's where, at his own. Yep. Everyone else is, though, fair game. I yep. like it. I'll tell you what, Garrett Wilson, for me, is a guy like Chris Olave. I just feel like this could be a number one receiver for your team if you missed out on the top five or six, man. He's getting a great quarterback upgrade. His camp is going great outside of the little ankle injury I think he had, but he's back at practice. I think uh, we're in for a big season for Garrett Wilson, man. Are we really too big. low on him? Probably. Um, but, you know, it also requires him – being ranked above established guys so he's probably right there where he should be but i got a feeling he's going to be one of the guys that kind of creep up into that top 12 maybe 7 to 7 to 11 somewhere in there he's the 10th receiver off the board i think i saw is that right yeah consensus says number 10 we have him at number 10 i feel like there's enough wiggle room there where you can get a little bit of value even i mean i know we're splitting hairs here top 10 right but he can make he can make a jump 100 percent I think with a couple more weeks to go before some of the big drafts come out, I think he is going to rise a little bit. It is probably going to be closer to 9 by the time. Consensus is going to be closer to 9. Because I think earlier in the year he started off at like number 12, and there's drafts, even mocks that I'm doing now, where he's coming off the board as the 6th, 7th receiver. 
Olave and Wilson are sitting there, and you have to. You're ready to take a receiver. Those are the two guys. Who are you taking? I'm going to take Wilson. Me too. Yeah. His catchable target rate was only 64%. So there you go. Better quarterback play, more targets. Garrett Wilson is going to be a stud. Garrett Wilson was more efficient last year. So having said that, you're giving me Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr? No, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers on that one. I can't root for Rodgers still, but I'll damn sure root for his wide receiver. And they're going to have to put up points to hang hang in the uh, AFC East. Absolutely. You're gonna, I mean, you're going to have to. It's not going to be these slow go, grind them out games. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to. You're going to have to go up and down the field with these teams. For sure. All right, so Garrett Wilson, I think there's even going to be value at number eight. So obviously news is coming out all the times. So we made these projections a couple weeks ago. Cooper Cup, obviously some soft tissue injur- injuries. Devontae Adams being a whiny baby over in Vegas. So you got to know, like for me, I, I probably move Wilson ahead of both of those guys at this point. Yeah, let me look at our list here. Yep. Man, I would put him, yeah, I feel very comfortable putting him top five. Okay. You're talking about right after Tyreek Hill, you go on C.D. Lamb, Garrett Wilson, and you got Cooper Cup who's injured. I, I'd take Garrett Wilson over Stephon Diggs, honestly. Wow. And I I'm, I mean, I like Diggs. Yeah, same here. But Garrett Wilson, sure. Okay, more talented. All right, well, that brings us into our next guy, and that is, in fact, Mr. Stephon Diggs. Incredible receiver. There's not much you can't say bad about him if you look at his play on the field, catch rate, his ability to separate the rapport he has with Josh Allen and a high-powered offense. He is the true alpha dog on that team. Gabe Davis is a distant second. They don't really have a third. We're going to have to see how Dalton Kincaid works into that picture now with him and Dawson Knox. Arrows pointing up. They're feeding him left and right is what I'm reading. Um, is Stefan going to become a whiny baby during the season if, if he's not the number one target every game? He has a history of being a diva. He does. And I like Stefan. He plays for my team. They, but how's he going to deal in the middle of the season? The good thing is they just picked up Damian Harris, and they let go of Singletary. Singletary is much more involved in the passing game. Damian Harris is just a grinder. So I know they drafted Dame, or James Cook last year, but for me, Stefan Diggs is... For me, he's close to an AJ Brown, where it's just a nice, safe pick. Oh, he's it's safe. like it's yeah. like going to the restaurant and just taking the chicken sandwich. I just want a chicken sandwich. <laughs> I don't know what the rest of this shit on here. You got some weird stuff with your with your pulled pork and your mustard sauces. I'm not I'm not sure if I he's want a that. Nice, good cheeseburger on the yeah menu. yeah. Just want, no. nah, I don't I don't know about all this funky stuff. Just give me a cheeseburger. Yeah. Just give me safe. some eggs and bacon. Just nice and safe. 150 targets, 1300 yards. Bunch of touchdowns. No, I I love Stephon Diggs. Yes. But um, who doesn't? Yeah. I love Stephon Diggs. My issue is exactly what Josh said. And this is one of the reasons I traded him this season, outside of his age and dynasty. But I saw a lot of reports where he just wasn't happy. He was clashing with the coach, and he's clashing with his quarterback. So I decided to cut bait a little early on him. Okay, while he That's still a Belichick has. move, by the way. Well, while he still has value. You guys are wearing similar shirts, too. Right, did, right. He, did he get this <laughs> right, uh, right. style from you? <laughs> I think the other way around, probably, okay. right? But, you know, I just, I'd hate to hold on to a disgruntled receiver and then get stuck with him in Dynasty. I'd rather trade him when he still has value. He's 29 going on 30. You know, it's just, for me, it felt right. I could see what Josh is saying in the middle of the season, man. He's a little pissed off because all of a sudden, Dalton Kincaid became the man. Um, I don't think it's going to happen this year, but, uh, you know... I, do I still draft Stefan Diggs in the first round? I do. Am I as excited as I was last year to build around Stefan Diggs and redraft leagues late in the first round? I'm not as excited. I'm, I'm just not as excited. And, and you can get him, you know, in the middle to late first round. So it's not like you have to overpay to get him. Yeah, and you're probably going to get the production you're paying for. Um, but, you know, you got to make decisions, right? And for me, this is just one of those guys that qualifies as he is what he is. He's a first rounder that's probably going to produce like one. But, um, you know, I got to make a stand on, on where I pick guys and why I pick them. And this is going to be one of those guys I don't have in many of my builds. I'm not going to say he's going to have a bad season. He's probably going to have a fine season. But I'm just going to stay away with stay away from him for certain reasons, and those are some of them. That's all. Doesn't all right. mean he's bad. Where are you at? I like him still a spot behind A.J. Brown now. 
One spot. One spot. I yeah. still think he's top seven. I like that. Um, yeah, no, Stefan Diggs. Because you could get Stefan Diggs in the second round if that's the case. Late but second round. If he was behind A.J. Brown. Yeah, if you start but off your team yeah. with a, a, like an Austin Eck or a CMC, or you do go a Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, somewhere in that top four, and you come back and you can pencil in a Stefan Diggs as a number lock solid you can count on him every single week. I'm super happy with that. So for me, he's still a late second round pick. Him and AJ Brown back to back for me. He's a fifth receiver off the board in PPR leagues. Yep. Garrett Wilson was tenth. Yeah. So if you're, let's say you're like the eleventh pick, and Diggs is still there, are you are you going to take Diggs and try to see if somebody like um, Garrett Wilson comes back to you two picks later? Is that what you? Is that where you'd be strategy-wise? No, I probably wouldn't. Or would you take no. the guy that you want and then see what happens? I'm probably going to pass on both with the 11th pick. I'm probably passing on both of them. Who are you, who are you taking with 11? At 11? Man, you put me on the Kelsey's spot. Travis gone, man. He's ah, right. why did you He's say that? He's long gone, dude. Travis Kelsey's going like <laughs> set fifth to seventh, right? He's going a little higher sometimes. I've seen him go as high as three. Is AJ Brown gone? At the eleventh pick, what's his no, ADP? Absolutely not. Uh, not in, not in redrafts. Okay, then AJ Brown. Yeah, I would probably take him off the board at this point. AJ Brown has come all the way back to like pick uh, pick twenty. Yeah, pick twenty two. I he like Stephon comes Diggs. All the way back. Yeah, there's, there's he's, a lot. yeah, he's the eighth. Yeah, so yeah, you, you gotta take Diggs before you even take AJ Brown. I mean, give me AJ Brown. Me too. Yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so we're all if, in agreement. Yep. So if everyone's been taking the running backs, and that's why, yeah. Give me AJ. Give me AJ. And in the second round, honestly, if they're both still standing there, even though I understand Stephon Diggs' ADP is higher, I'm probably going to take Garrett Wilson over him. Yeah, no, I'm... Over Garrett Wilson over Stephon Diggs? Yeah, I believe so at this point. Me too. And I'm a Bills fan, so there you go. There you go. I like that. I just... It's tough, man. I I, I do respect Garrett Wilson to take you know the step forward. It's just Stephon Diggs is established, though. Call him what you want. You know, a lot of these receivers they they have that complex about them. You know, and this was one of those things you got to make a decision. You know, because you can get Garrett Wilson a little later anyway. You can wait a little bit. So if you're like one of those pick eight or nine, you can bypass Diggs, get something else there, and then when you come back around, you're probably going to get Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Now you got something if you really believe Garrett Wilson is. You know, I'm thinking one other. If you can get C.D. Lamb, okay, instead of Diggs with your first pick, come back around and get Garrett Wilson. That's pretty strong. That's a winning yeah. that's, one-two that's punch. That's really right there. nice. All right. Really All right. Well, nice. on to our next one, Finney. I got a question for you. Right. What wide receiver? Finished number one in points per game last year. Cooper Cup. Oh, I love it when you say that. <laughs> um, let me ask you, what wide receiver finished number one in 2021? Cooper Cup. Oh, that's so good. So good. Say it one more time. <laughs> Cooper Cup. Oh, that makes me feel weird. All right. So having said that, this guy is a monster. This guy had the best season uh, one of the best seasons ever for a wide receiver in 2021 why are you looking at me like that when you said he's a monster he's a monster he's a my monster. favorite thing about cooper cup is he's 30 years old and he's going into the season with hamstring injuries right. that's why right. i feel so good about him is that what you were going to follow it up with yeah i mean last year he had he was a top 15 receiver in seven of his eight full games and five of them were top five i like it, it when he's healthy he is clear-cut the number one receiver. He's a very good receiver who has the best rapport with a quarterback in the league. There's, the other thing I love about Cooper Cup, sorry, is um, in the 2017 uh, wide receiver class, he was ranked 54 out of 107 on his like athletic scores and stuff. He's a true athlete. Love it. True athlete. <laughs> true athlete. We like to really look. My little Cooper Cup. His speed score of 90.8 was 40th. I mean, it's beautiful right. athletic scores well go ahead you guys go ahead <laughs> <laughs> okay so full disclosure i've been telling bearded mike off the air that cooper cup won't be in any of my builds and i have the pick i have pick number four in redraft for armchair which is our 12-man ppr league that's been going on now you know almost 16 years and cooper cup will always be there for me Every single time. Every time. And every single time I don't get them. It had nothing to do with the hamstring. However, I kind of feel like I foresaw this little injury coming up, and I, that's my problem. That Matt's, damn crystal ball. I'm telling you. Right. Matt Stafford is is in his own right 
uh, probably not 100% right. I just got a feeling he's just not 100% right. Cooper Cup is 30, okay? I'd rather pass on Cooper Cup and go to a guy like Tyreek Hill. I'd rather have, obviously, Jamar Chase, you know, who, by the way, in ESPN PPR leagues, he's, his ADP overall is number five. So most of the people I know, though, are going to draft him with their first, you know, one or two picks and, and get him off the board. But regardless, I'm, by, I'm bypassing Cooper Cup. He's one of those guys that, listen, if you want to build around him and you want to make him your first rounder, it's hard to argue with the numbers that Mike said. You know, hey, number one receiver in 2021 on a points per game basis in 22. He led all of them. That's great. This is just one of those guys for me, and I have a lot of these guys that I look at, and I'm like, yeah, he should be a first rounder. Yes, he probably will be protected, but will Vinny draft him? No, I will not have a build involving Cooper Cup. I'm going to stay clear. I'm going to let someone else do that, and I'm going to let them take the risks I don't want to take. I would much rather have Tyreek Hill. I would much rather have CeeDee Lamb. I would much rather have A.J. Brown. At the end of this, I could look back and say, holy shit, he led them in points per game again. again. But I am just not going to build around Cooper Cup. That's all. Amen. That's it. I I agree with everything you said. Okay, then I'm going to plant my flag on this, boys. Go ahead. Are you planning on the 2020 numbers where he averaged 13 points a game, the 2019 numbers, 17 points a game, 17 right. or 12 the year before that? Or are you planning it on the fact that he's only played two complete seasons since 2017? Right. Is it that? I'm going to say that Cooper Cup finishes top three in points per game this okay. season. How many games does he play? I'm going to say Here's 11. Yeah, cause we, 11. 11. Okay, well, okay. that... Yeah, I don't want to bet then. Um, you're going to have to tell me that he, for him to qualify, in my opinion, your points per game don't matter to me if you didn't play at least 13 games out of the 17, 14 games out of the 17. If you gave me 11 games, great. You barely got me to playoffs if I'm lucky. That's the problem. So if you're right, I'm right. I don't want to build around an 11-game receiver. Okay, I, I and, and I get that completely because you, it's almost the – I don't want to say it's a Jalen Waddle effect because they get a solid quarterback behind them. Right. Cooper Cup's got injury issues. Matt Stafford's got in, injury issues. He was not right. Cooper Cup without – I mean, he, had a, he was very good with Jared Goff, but he wasn't what we have come to know him as with Matt Stafford. What do we know him as? I mean, we the know him best, as one incredible... The highest scoring fantasy one wide receiver in the season. league. One, and a, one, yeah, one, one and a half incredible seasons. season. Another one that was cut short. And outside of that, he has he not been the guy. He was very good, even with Jared Goff. In 2019 and 2020, he had 134 and 124 targets. He never had um, he, so he never had a lead target share. Well, 124 and 134 he is pretty time, solid. But he missed time in those seasons as well. He played 15 well. and 16 games. Okay. Okay. He didn't have 100 receptions either of those games. Um, and 2020, he didn't even have a thousand yards. Okay. So he had three touchdowns that season. Season that many. averaged uh, 13.9 points per game. He was oh, 30th. All right, that's not very good. That's the year before he broke out. So okay. he's two years older. He's got a soft tissue injury. He's done it technically one time. He's had one elite season. I just looked. It was yeah. 2021. That's it. Okay. So he's not. I'm, so I'm with Vinny. Here we go. We ha- All right. Long story short, we have him at number six. This was made about three weeks ago. Vinny, where's he at for you? Real number. Top 10, top 12, top 20. For me, I'm ranking him probably by Chris Olave. Somewhere there. Okay. So you're looking at him probably as 12, like the number 13, 13 12, somewhere, somewhere in there. Josh, there. for you. Between Amon Ra and T. Higgins. Okay. So you have him at like 13, 14. Yep. Okay. I'll take Olave over Cooper Cup this year because I think just because I can get Olave in the second round, I don't have to draft Cooper Cup number Correct. three overall. Like I, I, draft I find Cup it really hard, dude. Like I don't like. I get it. If you were sitting at three, do you feel comfortable building around Cooper Cup when you know you feel can a little go nervous back about around. the hamstring? Remember, you? you got pick one three. You're gonna come back. Yeah, yeah, no, and right. So Josh knows this. When I go out to eat, sometimes I'll look at the waitress and said, "Whatever you think I should eat is what I'm gonna eat." And I'll let the waitress completely decide what my meal is going to be. Nothing wrong with that. Now, there's times when that waitress brings it back, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, ah, oh, God, I was really hoping she'd get me the uh, paella. I was kind of <laughs> hoping for the paella, but I, I didn't know what she was thinking that maybe the best dish was. Yeah. And I feel like she's going to set down the Cooper Cup in front of me, and I'm going to look at it and say, God, I really wanted, I really wanted A.J. Brown. 
<laughs> why, did, why did I let this dumb bitch pick my fucking food? I love this analogy. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't I just get A.J. Brown and be happy and then not have that Cooper nervous cup. feel? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, God, he could be great. Is Stafford going to be good? Yeah, yeah this so could be questions. the best pasta. This could be the best ch- Cajun chicken pasta I've ever had in my life. But I, I've had the paella, and the paella is incredible. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of. And I'm like, oh, God, what the fuck did this I say? Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. This is great. Yeah. So for me... I. I love Cooper Cup. For me, he's just slid, and especially already having a hamstring injury. It's too right. it's too nerve wracking to have to sit there and worry about your wide receiver one. You don't feel good in. about it. Yeah, he's your wide yeah. receiver one, guys. You you... Really think about right. this. You are crossing your fingers, like yeah. please, Cooper Cup, be healthy. Please, Matt Stafford, be healthy. Please, Sean McVay, Tw- don't quit. Twelve yeah. team league redrafts can be very brutal, man. Yeah. You're gonna invest in Cooper Cup. Just realize, you know, as this draft goes on, there's people are taking receivers, man, crazy. People yep. are taking running backs crazy. By the time you get to the sixth round, you're making some really bad decisions. Like, no, yeah. you're not making bad decisions. You're just being put in spots where you really better identify some gems. Because if you got Cooper Cup wrong, you're probably done. You're probably done. Yeah. Just like with any first rounder, you're probably done man so for me yeah i don't want to build around cooper cup don't make me do it i mean i don't even want to be faced with that you know where you win championships is in the is in the later rounds your fifth round and later but you can definitely screw your team by screwing up on the first and second round so if you take Eckhart, he tears his acl that is a massive massive hole but if you've drafted well in the fifth sixth seventh round you've got that depth you've got that david montgomery you've got those guys that you had in place to to make sure you were okay, but if you lose Cooper Cup in the first round, it yeah. it is it's a tough tough hill to climb. You gotta so, take him probably what in the third third to fourth pick. Cooper to Cup. Get him? I honestly I think most savvy business <laughs> savvy fantasy owners that are paying attention are gonna let Cooper Cup slide to the second round. If you're taking him in the first round, you are planting your flag on a lot of bets, saying he's gonna stay healthy, Stafford's gonna stay stay healthy and the rams are going to be competitive that's what i was going to say too that's you got to hope the rams are actually competitive you're betting on a long Didn't shot they just do like a pretty big sell-off of a bunch of <laughs> they, I mean, shit? I th- they lead the league and rookies on the team that are going to be in the starting line it's something right. like 40 it's 53 rookies are in camp right now out of the 90 guys they have that was after they said fuck them picks right fuck that's, them picks, yeah. you know what it was i think it was Allen robinson they looked at him and said man what the fuck do we know about about uh, like looking at ability because we thought this guy was incredible he was and as it turns out <laughs> alan robinson was a useless tit all season doing nothing that's yeah. rough man to be called a useless tit dude. let's see what he, maybe maybe he does yeah, something prove me wrong a rob prove me wrong you were so good in chicago all right so last guy we're going to talk about tonight this guy is uh i want to say a surefire hall of famer him and aaron Rodgers had an incredible run together Still creates separation. Still one of the top five wide receivers in the league. Not incredibly fast, just gifted. He is, dare I say, Jerry Rice-esque in that the time speed is not the same as the playing speed. Devontae Adams is an absolute monster on the field when he is dedicated to his craft and he's motivated. Right now, he's being a giant bitch. And there's no other way to say it. I want to be traded. I want to play with Aaron Rodgers. So what is do you what do? Is that what he's saying? I think they actually. I think there was an insider that says he wants to be traded to the Jets. I Everyone mean, wants to play for the. I don't Jets. think the Jets are getting to the playoffs. I'm like the only guy that I guess thinks that. However, if they get Devonte Adams at the Super Bowl, isn't it? Like that would be ridiculous. It's Super Garrett Bowl Wilson, bust at that. Devonte Adams. I yeah. mean. Bro, you got you better win you the division. You better get to the Super Bowl because the defense is amazing. The the offense is ridiculous. Yeah. You know? Who knows? They probably still have room to sign Dalvin Cook too. Add Devontae Adams. Add Dalvin Cook. Add Garrett Wilson. That's Go called ahead. the LA Rams effect. And uh then the following mm-hmm. season they're gonna suck right. ass. They're gonna win three games and they're fire sale, the four to mile part, style. The, the best part would be if Aaron Rodgers got all those tools and, and shit them. Oh god. I would love <laughs> He'd it. He'd be happy about that. I mean, like Tom Brady oh would have got them god. there. Tom Brady would have got them there. That's all I'll say. You yeah, know, Tom, sure. Tom Brady would have got them there. Yeah. You know, Aaron, sorry, buddy. No, but I mean, if Devontae Adams go there, that would be ridiculous. But as it stands right now, I am not drafting Devontae Adams in the first round. I don't believe he's a first rounder. I believe he's a second rounder at best, and I wouldn't draft him to the middle of the second round, which means I'm never going to draft him because he's never going to fall that far. All right, so Vinny, 
Yeah. Cooper Cup or Devontae Adams? <laughs> neither. But Devontae... <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't say that. Neither. If I asked, if I look at you and said, hey, French no, fries or rice, no, you can't say uh, I no, want no, a salad. No. The truth is I would take Devontae Adams before Cooper Cup. That's the truth. Okay. I would. But... I'm not going to be faced with these decisions, Mike. I promise I'm not. There's, someone I'm, will make this decision easy for Someone's going to make these decisions for me. Okay. I don't want any part of a guy that had 180 targets. I only caught 100 of them. Lost his QB. Is pissed off. And we don't know if Tom Brady is going to have to come down from the ownership box to go play quarterback because Jimmy G is not ready. Man. His catchable target rate was only 72%. That ranks 73rd amongst wide receivers. Does that say something about Derek Carr? Does that say something mm. about those 180 targets, though? Right. I mean, I mean, yeah, I know. I'm playing devil's advocate. Listen, the best thing that can happen to Devontae Adams is one thing that can happen. Tom Brady comes down and plays quarterback. Because that's the only way. <laughs> I, that's the only way I would try. Now, if Tom, if Tom Brady said, Vinny, I'm coming down. I'm going to play for the Raiders. Devontae Adams will come off my board right after Justin Jefferson, Chase, and Tyreek Hill. He okay. would be the number four wide receiver. I Guys, He'd I just be, be deaf. force-feeding I'd him. be deaf to everybody else. I'd be like, <laughs> don't even argue with me. I don't want to hear it. Like, All that's right. it. He's my guy. All right. I will say that uh, Jimmy G, if you look at the metrics, he is a much better downfield passer than Derek Carr ever has wow. been in his and entire career. And look at career. Devontae Adams' air yards, man. Yeah. He loves to catch he gets, deep He gets passes, down the field, man, yeah. So. He gets down the field. I, so, I, I, personally, <laughs> I'll take Devontae Adams for one more season. Yep. I'm yep. right there with you. The problem I still have is, the top eight. Here. You got to choose between Devontae Adams, Garrett Wilson, Stephon Diggs, AJ Brown. You're only going to get one of those guys. You're probably you're you're probably going to go ahead and spring for like AJ Brown because you like him. Me, I personally am probably going to spring for somebody else. But if Devontae Adams is the best available, I'm taking him. He's going to be on my team. Yep. He's probably going to get at least 150, 160 targets. And if he stays healthy, he's going to have a great season. So. I mean, here's the way to answer it. If you're sitting there at number 12 and you're like, all right, I know I'm going to get a receiver with these two picks and I'm probably going to come back with a running back. Mm -hmm. And Devontae Adams and A.J. Brown are both at number 10. And you're like, dream scenario. I'm getting one of these guys. And A.J. Brown goes in front of you. Are you pissed? Or are you like, thank God I got Devontae. Uh, uh, no, at that point, I'm like, man, I wanted AJ, but Devontae is an okay consolation. I'll be just there fine. There you go. So he, he moves down another spot for you. <laughs> I'm going to go trap Crystal Lofton. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't yeah. stomach it, bro. But you like, have I'm... the 12th and 13th pick. You can get them both. I don't know. Can I get Crystal Lofton twice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I trapped Double twice. his points. <laughs> That's not a, yeah. one of the options. That's not an option. That. That'd no. be cool. I would do that with a lot of players. All right. So. Well, guys, we kept it really fun tonight, and uh, we're going to keep it short for you. So... Yeah, we've only got a few more receivers we're going to uh, talk about on the next podcast. And we hope you enjoyed listening to us tonight. And I think we kept it fresh for you. We did. Super we fresh. We did. Yeah. And Super. I can't mm. thank everyone enough for listening to us. Even and you, Cajun. We know you're out there listening from Cajun. home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, everyone, thanks for listening to us. And we're going to be talking to you again real soon. <laughs>